I give you praise. Not because of what you gave me. Not because of what I think I can get from you. This morning, I'm gonna, you know, like I tell you before, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna be only gonna be here before you. I won't be before you long. I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm gonna tell you this. You know, I'll be here until I'm done. All day, all day. Yeah, pastor, what, pastor, what do you say? Got all day. This morning, John twenty-one twenty-two says. Follow me 
actually, I'm going to read the verse. It actually says, uh, let's see, it's he says, Jesus, said, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. As for you, follow me. Follow me. Two words, a two-word command that God, that God, that Jesus used to call his 12 disciples. Follow me. He called the four fishermen at the, at the fishing at the Sea of Galilee. He called them and he said to them, follow me. He said it to Levi, who was Matthew, the writer of the book of Matthew. He said to him while he was at the tax booth, follow me. Two words, which are two powerful words because they indicate that there is someone leading someone else. Follow me. Now, it's not me. You know, if I tell somebody to follow me, you know, yeah, they might, they might, you know, and where am I going? Though? That's always the question, you know, because when he told them, follow me, he didn't tell them where he was taking them. He didn't tell them what they're going to have to expect when they get there. He didn't tell them the things he was going to do. He didn't tell them what they were going to have to do by following him. All he said was two things, two words. Follow me. In all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see those two words as he calls his disciples. Follow me. <clears throat> and in all four of those Gospels, he also says, follow me in other instances, other odd instances. And we're going to look at some of those. But what does it mean to follow Jesus? And it seems very simple. You know, you, 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 somebody's ahead of you and you just walk behind them. But we're going to look at some things as far as following Jesus that are going to be very important and very instructional. John, in John chapter 6, while Jesus is in the synagogue, he is... Uh, uh, in, he is letting them know in the synagogue that he says, I am the bread of life. Right. And as he goes through his speech to them in the synagogue, remember there are religious leaders in the place, and he says, I am the bread of life, but he says some things that are a little bit fuzzy and controversial to them. Because he also says that you must eat my flesh. Uh -huh. right. And he says, you must drink my blood. And he says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So you see what comes, you know, if you don't know the Lord, and you don't know what he's talking about, and because, in the same way you would have received it and I would have received it, that's what they were saying to themselves. You know, this is a difficult thing for us to understand here. We don't quite get this. And then when you get to verse 66, it says, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked after him. Why am I bringing it up? Because we're talking about what is it going to mean to follow Jesus? If you remember, 
the disciples themselves, after having walked with him for three years, at his trial under Pontius Pilate, the ones that were with him for three years had a little trouble with him. They all ran off. They scattered. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? I'm going to take you to a few examples, and examples of where Jesus talks about following him. I'm going to give you some ideas. In Matthew chapter 16, we're going to go there first, and this was four or four to six months before the crucifixion. This was after, G, after Peter had declared to Jesus, when Jesus asked the question, he says, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they had their different answers, and then he finally answers them, who do you say that I am? And Peter rightly uh, answered the question. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus' reply to him was, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father. And so you see where Peter, speaking in the spirit, not long after comes back when Jesus is saying, I am about to present myself to the religious leaders, I'm going to be sentenced, I'm going to die, and in three days come back to life, Peter comes to him and says, no, you're not going. So the same Peter that just recognized that him, he as the Christ, now says, and so what did Jesus say? Jesus says, Satan, get behind me, because the things that you're talking about are the things of men, not the things of God. So in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 27, he reads, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul, is anything worth more than your soul? So what does it mean to follow Jesus? We just found the answer, one answer in those verses. Give up your own way. Following Jesus means giving up your own way. Scripture tells us about the way. It tells us there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. But then in John chapter 14, verse what? 6, it says, Jesus says what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. So what we learn from those verses is that Jesus knows where he's going, so you can follow him. You can follow him confidently because he knows where he's going. Job 23, 9, on the other hand, talks about me and you. And it tells us about God. It says, God, he says, he knows the way I take. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he knows where I am going. So he knows where I'm going. If I don't follow him, he knows where I'm going to go. And if we don't follow him, he knows where we're going to go. So he tells us what? Follow me. Don't you want to go, the, go, don't you go where it's the right way to go? you got to follow him. 
Verse 10 says, but he knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure gold. So following Jesus also means what? You're going to be tested. Because following Jesus is an educational experience. It's just like when you're in school. When you're in school, you, you learn some things. You had to read some books. You had to you know, work out some problems. And then at the end of the week, Friday, <laughs> sometimes it's on Monday, but you're going to have a test. What? It's to let you know where you're at, to let you know where you stand. James would say what? The testing of our faith works endurance. It's the testing that lets you know where you are strong. It lets you know the places that you're strong and the places that you're weak. And the places that you're weak, you know what you need to do. You need more practice. And your faith has to be tested there the more. For I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. This is a person that wants to be successful in this walk as, we, as he follows after God, as we follow after Christ. And then in, the, in that verse, of course, it says he knows the value of a soul. What does it profit a man to, you know, gain the whole world but lose his own soul? But let's look at another example. In, in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, it says, this is the story of the rich young ruler. I'm sure you've heard it before. It says, Jesus looked on him and loved him. Because this rich young ruler came to Jesus and knelt down and he said, you know, uh, uh, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, this is a kid who is rich. I call him a kid because it calls him a young ruler. And Jesus replied, you know, I can just imagine this scene. I can see Jesus sitting there and knowing this youngster is coming to him for, you know, this is when you have everything, you think that you can get everything by what you have. You think you have enough money to buy it. So he says, what must I do? In his mind, he must have thought, you know, I have money. I have riches. Let me have. Give me what I need to inherit in turn. So he says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. I love this. He loved him because he knew where he was coming from. When we go to God, he already knows what you're, where you're coming from. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. He says, I know the thoughts that you think. He says, the thoughts I think toward you are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. But he also knows our thoughts and our motives. And he looked at him and loved him. And he says this. You know, yeah, because he asked him a question. He says, what did, what, you know, because he, he said, what, what, what does the law say? He says, love the Lord. You know, the Lord he says, do not, merit, do not kill, do not steal, do not, you know, all those do nots. And he answered them rightly. And Jesus would say to him, one, you know, you got all that right. That's good. But there's one little small, little small thing. <laughs> one thing you lack, he said. Go. Sell everything that you have. Right, right, right there, you know, red, red flags. And give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. You see, he's showing him an exchange here. You know, you give, you know, you, 
you let go so you can grab hold. Then come and what? Follow me. So you see that another answer to this question is what does it mean to follow Jesus is that you got to let go of what this world has to offer. Because if you can't let go, you can't grab hold. You got to let go to grab hold. Grab hold of what Jesus has. Grab hold of what God has for you. There's a choice. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer riches in this life or riches in the next life? Because remember what he just said. He says, uh, what does it, uh, in verse 25, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will have it. And what, and let's see, where did, would I lose it at here? I think I left it somewhere. So, okay. So you will have treasures in heaven. So, the, so that next answer was, was, was let go. So the next, let's see. Okay, bear with me one second. <coughs> that's right, that's right. Thank you, Pastor. Reminded we got all day. So release your grip on the world's ways and the world's things and grab hold of the blessing God has for you. And the next thing I want to look at is Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Verse 57 says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, and this is an interesting reply, he says, foxes have holes. The birds of the, of, the, of the air have nests. So they have a place to lay their head. But he says the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. What does, it, what does it, it mean to follow Jesus? It means be prepared for days where there's not comfort. It's not always hotel rooms and room service and comfortable beds. Following Jesus, there's going to be some rough days, some rough days and some rough nights. Pastors know how, how it is to get a phone call at 2 a.m. because somebody needs something. Somebody's hurting. Somebody's in the hospital. Somebody passed away and they're, you know, somebody's heart is, is hurting. I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dead to live in, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another person, Come. This is a different person. Another person says, Come, follow me. Now listen to this. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, this is the third person, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. 
What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means that their priorities that seem to be so important in this life, Jesus said that's not the priority. The priority is following me. Now, that's not to say don't go and bury your loved ones. That's not what he's talking about here. Because we have to do that. That's just normal. That's just normal. You have to, you have to, and you have to grieve. You have to go through that process when you lose a loved one. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, but as you do those things, make sure that your priority is still me. Why? Jesus, because God has to be our priority in life. The first commandment lets us know that. I talk about the first commandment in the, in the law all the time because the first commandment, he says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That means your family cannot be before, before God. Amen. Not, even, not your husband, not your wife, not your kids. God has to be first. But let me tell you something. When you put God's business first, he will take care of your business. He will make sure that everything works out fine. I didn't say it was going to feel good all the time. But he will work it out. And when, it's, when, it's, when it looks like there's a deadline, let me tell you something about God. You know what? You know, it sneaks up on us. Sometimes we, we, we run into these deadlines because we either found out late or we procrastinated and waited too long or we didn't have the resources to take care of it. We end up with deadlines that we're, work, we're pulling our hair. How am I going to meet this deadline? This one about God. God knew you were going to need it way back <laughs> before before Adam. He knew you were going to have this deadline coming up tomorrow, so he had plenty of time. If he needed to work anything out, he had plenty of time to do it, didn't he? And I can tell you this about God's timing: He may not come when you want, but He's always right on time. God is never late. Our time and his time is not, because what? God is not in time. God's in eternity. We learned about that this morning in, in, in power. Sometimes you just have to wait on the Lord. And he, and, and he says, be of good courage. Wait patiently because the Lord will work it out and he will come through. And I'm going to give you one more example in John chapter 21. What does it mean to follow Jesus? In, chapter, in John chapter 21, this is after Jesus is resurrected. And you remember the story. Peter went back to fishing. You know, Peter, he had denied the Lord three times. He was depressed. He had abandoned the Lord. He felt like a failure. But remember that Jesus told Peter, he said to Peter, do you love me? And he said it three times. He said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, tend to my, my sheep. And he says, in verse 18, he says, I tell you the truth. Now, he's referring to how Peter's ministry would go and how he would die. 
He's predicting Peter's future. He says, I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked and dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and others will draw you and take you where you don't want to go. There's another place where, Paul, where Jesus says to, to Peter, he says, after you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Because he had gone through a lot, seeing his favorite person on earth go through what he went through and die. After you have been converted, strengthen the brethren. How many have read the books of First and Second Peter and have been strengthened and encouraged? by what the word of God says. He's strengthening the brethren. Who's the brethren? That's us. I know it's me. I don't know about you. Strengthen the brethren. And he goes on to say, Jesus said this, to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Peter from what they say, uh, Jewish tradition, because it's not in scripture, he felt unworthy to be, to be crucified the way Christ was crucified. And so what did he do? He got crucified upside down. By what death he would glorify God. You see, sometimes death is not We've started this morning. It's not, not, not only is it not the end, but it's not as dark as it seems. When we think about Jesus on the cross and his death, that day became dark. But at the same time, that darkness was going on and there was an earthquake. The veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. Amen. Opening up the way. For yeah, yeah. well, we now can do what? Go come boldly. To the throne of grace that we might what? Obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. So it's always not as dark as it seems. And the scripture tells us what? It says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So, the, so it's not as dark as it may seem. And after the darkness, light is coming. Verse 20 says, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. Now this is John, so John is actually talking about himself. The one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? So he's just reiterating what was asked. Lord, who will betray you? Which is, this is what John had said. Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? So what does it take? What? Does it mean to follow Jesus? Listen to what Jesus replied with. Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means to stay in your lane. You do what God called you to do. Don't try to preach like pastor. Don't try to pray like Mark. You do what God called you to do. This is what it means to follow Christ. It means to walk according to the calling that God gave you. Because he gives you a calling. 
you're not just following him around just, just to be a shadow. You're following him around because he's training, he's teaching, he's testing your faith. He starts testing their faith in the, in the moment he says, follow me, because he didn't tell them any information. What happened? The same thing happened with Abraham. God said, Abraham, come out from among your, your people, among your, your kindred, from your, your land, and go to a place I'll show you. Didn't tell them where it was. Didn't tell them where it was going. Didn't tell them what to expect when he got there. And the same thing Jesus did. He says, come and follow. He says, follow me. Following Jesus means taking a, walk, a leap of faith. These people had to let go of their very being. This is how they made a living. And they just let it go. But you notice at the end when Jesus died, Peter and some of the others, they went back to fishing. Why? Because that's the thing they knew best. This is where they came from. But look at what Jesus did. Jesus didn't let them stay there. Because right. he had a calling for them. Their calling was sure. Because he called them. Your calling is sure. God has called you for something. He has given you a calling and a responsibility. And with that calling, stay in your lane. Yes. Amen. Stay and walk in your calling. Walk in what God called you to do. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? It just really means making him your boss. He has to be the leader. He's the great shepherd. And I love Psalm 23 because it says the Lord is my shepherd. Right now, shepherd. And I shall not have any need. I shall not have any lack. And every day I go to my bed and I walk and I go to sleep in peace. Thank God for peace. He says he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, when the sheep lie down in those green pastures, they lie down in those pastures because they were full. That's why they lied down, because God had fed them. They were full, and they needed to rest. And see, he makes them lie down. You done ate all this, now you go rest. And when we go to bed at night, and we can go to sleep in peace, he is restoring my soul. Oh, my God, when I get up in the morning, and I'm, and I'm thankful to the Lord, my, my soul is restored. I'm awakened in my right mind. And I have, I have confidence for the day. I can go out and I'm not afraid. I don't know what's out there. I don't know what to expect, but I'm not afraid because he is with me. He says, he says, he says, he, 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 he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley, even when death is around me, I don't fear. We don't fear death like the world fears death. We have a, we have a different perspective. What, how, what's our perspective that's different than the world? The world is down here, and all they can go by is what they see. But where are we? We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And it's, he, he says, set your affection on things above. And when we're setting our affection on things above, we're looking down on these situations. And we see them like God sees them. When we see somebody approaching death, we don't think, especially if they know the Lord, we don't see it like the world sees it. 
We know where they're going, even if they leave this life. We don't want to let them go. Why don't we want to let them go to heaven where they're trying to get to anyway? Why don't we want to let them go? Selfishness. I don't want to let my wife go to heaven. I know she's going to heaven, but I don't want to let her go. I want, not right now. I want, to stay, I want to stay a little longer. We want to hold on, but this is not, not going to help you get where you're trying to go. When it's time for me to go, my wife knows let me go. Because I've already had this conversation. When, I, when, when if, if it comes to keeping me alive on a ventilator, let me go. I've come to the conclusion that this is not my home. My home is a prepared place. It's a prepared place. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back and get you. And I'm going to keep you. And I'm going to be with him. My God, do you know? That means I'm going to see my Savior's face. Oh, my God, when I see my Savior's face. Oh, my God, I'm going to have some tears, but he's going to wipe them away. I'm going to have tears because I'm going to be so joyful. I'm not going to have tears because I'm upset. I'm not going to have tears, even for the ones that are left here. I'm going to have tears because I'm going to say, oh, my God, you did this for me. And I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. There was nothing I could do to be good enough for what you did for me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? It means first giving up your own way. Let go. Let go. He says, I am the way. Follow him. He knows where to go. He's, he's seen it all. He knows the trouble that's coming. He knows the good days and the bad days. He knows it all. He knows the way. And so I'm, I'm confident I can follow him. Let go of what the world has and, gr and grab hold of what God has. Make him your priority and stay in your lane. God bless you. I'm all done. Praise God. I'm, I'm clapping. I'm clapping because I did it so fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning something here. Praise God. Amen. We're going to pray in a minute. And those of you that heard the word and you have been excited about the word of God and you wish that you could follow God in a brand new way. You want to follow Christ in a closer walk with him. We're going to pray for you. Those that have needs, we're going to pray for that. As our songster brings us some music real quick, and then we'll pray. storms keep on raging in my life and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day the hope that rise within is reassured as I safely to that blessed place he 
storms don't cease just in case the wind keep on blowing in my life
said, God has been good to us. your word. 
knowing, God, that you've already answered the prayer. We leave this place, Lord, knowing that we have the solutions. We leave this place, Lord, knowing that we already have answered to our questions. Thank you, God. We don't see them yet, God, but we're confident and we're trusting you today. Because you're bigger than our problems. You're bigger than our concerns. You're bigger than our have life and have it more abundantly. Bless us today. Bless each heart. Bless each home. Represented here as we leave this place, Lord, bless the box on the wall, Lord, where we pay or we give our tithes or our offerings. We thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for the privilege. We thank you for being blessed to be your blessing. out on a high note but the Lord dropped a word in my spirit and it's for the church and it's innovative amen it's time for three P's Christian ministry we're going to be innovative and God is showing us some things amen and we're just looking for that to come full circle glory glory hallelujah since I'm
song says, to live with Jesus. Singing, dancing, shout, praise the Lord, amen, hallelujah, glory. 